right. Thank you uh, for tuning in and welcome back to the Meet the Team podcast presented by USA Small Skateboarding. I am your host, Joe McLaren, joined by my co-host, Mr. Josh Bird. Uh, we're super excited today to be joined by Orion Lehrman. Orion is um, a second-time qualifier for um, World Skate Games. He made the team in 2022 in Argentina. So stoked to have him back, stoked to uh, see kind of how where he's skating and looking forward to watching him kill it for Team USA in, in Rome this year. So Orion, how, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing great. Yeah, I'm excited to talk. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So um, going back, we kind of touched on it a little bit in that intro, but um, you were part of the team in 2022 in Argentina. Um, just kind of in general, what was that experience like and you know, what was your time like out there in Argentina? Yeah, um, honestly, didn't even know what to expect going down there. We had an Airbnb with almost like half of team USA. Some of them were other places and to have, you know, to be rooming with Colin and Kyle, people around my age, and then to be there with Lynn, who I've been skating with my whole life. It was just a lot of camaraderie that I've never experienced at any of the home races necessarily, because when you're at nationals, you're kind of at each other's necks, even though you love each other. So going into this with like a common enemy, it was awesome just like getting Kyle to stretch for the first time in his life and not messing, but, (laughs) but, but yeah, showing up to the race course and just everyone just nervous and excited at the same time. Colin's taking a bunch of videos. He's good at that. Um, then to have three different races or no four, like a hybrid as the first division, which was my best division. And to go into that, racing against Giannis in the qualifiers thinking that I was going to beat him. I was like, I was up all night (laughs) thinking about it. I was like, Oh, I've been training so hard. And then to get smoked by him by like 0.7 seconds was just like, Oh, that's like, I don't think I could be, I think all the nerves went away after that because the worst possible case scenario has already happened. So, (laughs) well, I mean, the worst could be losing, everything but i was after that i was like okay i know how fast everyone is now or it's kind of a shocker but still that was supposed to be my best division and and then to go against gustavs and then to get smoked by him or actually i kept up with him um until i slid out on one of the last cones and so but that was my closest time to beating him and then the next couple days actually um, tight and straight tight. I paired up against him in the round of eight both times. So it was the, it was the Gustav story for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like leading up to this, this previous year's world championships where he came to the States, do you think that you kind of close that gap a little bit, um, from Argentina racing Gustav's and then, uh, seeing him stateside? Oh, for sure. I remember, looking back on the videos of me going against him mm-hmm. and then thinking that I was keeping up with him. And then about like halfway through my training between uh, Argentina and this year's worlds, analyzing the videos even more, I realized that he might've been taking it like a tiny bit easy the same way that um, I do on other people sometimes or yeah, 
you know, it's like I could tell that he was pacing me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think at Worlds this year, I didn't see any pacing going on. So there was a there was a closing the gap, and I also think that he got faster since last year. Yeah. Or maybe I, mean, I just say that that's to make natural. myself feel better. Yeah. No, that's natural. Uh, and yeah. and yeah, I haven't looked at the numbers exactly, the differences between you and him uh, this past year versus uh, in 2022. But mm-hmm. it seems like both of you guys have a similar style and uh, the similar speeds going on uh, in the course. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just what I picked up on there. Yeah, he's so, amazing because... I keep my arms pretty like spread out like an eagle and that helps me like generate a lot of speed in the beginning and he's got his arms curled in which makes it a little bit hard for him to generate some speed at the beginning but then he's able to keep it compressed and keep efficiency which he he keeps it quick on the lower half of the yeah, courses he, yeah he catches up near the end yeah no that, that all makes a lot of sense and yeah I definitely definitely agree with you Josh that yeah it seems like um you know both of you guys kind of are have really kind of stepped it up um, and are both just killing it, both you and Gustavs. And so, you know, we touched on it, I guess, a little bit, but, you know, I'd be curious just to learn a little bit more. It seems like sort of after Argentina, your motivation and your training and your level of skating, like, really went to a, a new level after that. And, you know, going into the 2023 season, you know, obviously you had, you started off in Texas with a uh, amazing victory there and then, um, you know, skated great at nationals and then had a great world showing. And it seems like you just, you know, sort of really like cemented your place as one of like undeniably one of the top, you know, three or five in the world right now um, after Argentina and, you know, what what was sort of that shift for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think going to Argentina and thinking that I was going to do well there um, and then getting really smoked hard. It was, it was tough on the morale of everyone there. It was like Kyle, me, Colin, all of us, we were saying like, Oh, once we get on the podium, we're going to like do this or something. We're talking about that at Argentina because to see like three Latvians on the podium of like the first three events. And then I guess Pappas was second in GS, which was one of our wins. But mm-hmm. that kind of just hurt like a lot. Um, I was. Yeah, it just hurt. Yeah, like pretty bad. I like could. I was just so, I think that was part of the reason why I came into this year, um, 2023, just trying harder than I ever had before. Um, also 2022 was just one of the tougher years of my life ever in general. So like, I also kind of saw slalom as like a way to like prove to myself I could do something tough. Mm -hmm. So it was both of those things. I think like going, so after Argentina, I started going to the gym consistently, like let's say like three to four times a week. I'd fall out of it sometimes, but I was decently consistently going. I think I just wanted to gain some weight. That was my kind of bigger goal was like gaining weight because I just felt like I couldn't, couldn't do that well in the giant solemn. 
because of my weight, which turned out to not necessarily be the case. I think I was actually just not doing well at the giant slalom in Argentina. I think I was choosing the wrong lines. I was doing a lot of things wrong after I practiced a lot of GS. Anyways, but I think just, yeah, for sure, seeing the Latvians coming in athletic form and I was mm-hmm. just like skinny. I mean, I was strong. I'm 22, so I'm still like maturing, but I just wanted to get stronger. So I wasn't sure what to do other than go to the gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I think I realized that like there was a plateau that was going to occur if I just kept slalom skateboarding every day and not supplementing it with something else. Mm-hmm. So I went to the gym um, leading up to the Texas race. I actually wasn't skating in Chicago because I went out to Chicago without my skateboards, but I thought I'm just going to be in the gym, like swimming laps every day and mm-hmm. lifting weights. And then I did well at the Texas race. And then, I mean, I think well would be a little bit of an understatement. You, <laughs> yeah, you won the you. overall. Yeah, right. thank you. <laughs> yeah. I th- yeah. Yeah, I think I did well into going into that one. And then I kept up what I was doing going into like nationals as well. And even going to nationals, I wasn't able to skate much because I was in Chicago. Um, and then I, I beat you, Joe, in the hybrid. But then on like the second, on the tight and the GS, I like ran out of steam and didn't do as well as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized that like even what I was doing leading up to nationals wasn't enough. Um, And then leading up to worlds, I was like, all right, I got to just, I gave it my all in training leading up to it. And I honestly didn't think I was going to do as well as I did, but mm-hmm. I just, I tried my best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think you did a pretty good showing, uh, especially within the American class. Uh, the, the whole idea of like stateside, when we have our races that are even main event races, um, it's, it's one mindset going into it. But then when you start seeing some of the international racers come over and compete, you got to like rethink everything and kind of think further into your racing. It's a different mindset, um, which is really difficult to do because we get so comfortable racing each other and we kind of can know like where we're going to expect ourselves to place. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a whole different mentality. Um, So I get you there. And like right now is considered the off season kind of like in Mm -hmm. slalom, there's hardly an off season, but, um, you, you went to Chicago last year during the, the off season without your boards and stuff, Yeah, but you still kept, uh, focusing on your goals and like the things you wanted to do to improve for when you got back on your board. Um, and yeah, like you said, (laughs) Texas, you, you showed up and showed out and you got first place overall. And that was, a huge thing and i feel like part of your fitness and your off-season goals helped you get there yeah um, actually i wasn't even um i mean i wasn't even able to bring my boards to chicago it wasn't even a choice and in fact i was over there working in a boba shop and you know how, how many me- weeks of paychecks went towards that texas ticket you know mm-hmm. and i was just de- trying to depend on getting that 
some sort of prize money to help me pay for it too. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's good. But, um, <laughs> Uh, well, what, what kind of things are you going to focus on over the next year thinking about your like fitness goals and like some different things that you've been doing since even Texas, Mm -hmm. um, that are a little different to help your, your slalom skating. Oh yeah. I think, um, there's in the same way I was saying skateboarding, there's a plateau to like what you can, the speeds you can reach just doing that, I think is there's also a plateau to, how fast you can get just weightlifting. Just like, I think you need to have some more dynamic exercises being thrown in there. Box jumps, ropes, medicine mm-hmm. balls. Then also what I've been doing a lot is just um, rotational core exercises. Yeah. Because um, it feels like that's kind of like the engine for slalom skateboarders is moving yeah. mm-hmm. that shoulders back and forth. Mm-hmm. So there'll be that. And then also I'm going to make sure to be what's really important is setting up the different, different kinds of courses to what I've been setting. Cause I'll go to um, my local Hill here and I'll set up um, like six foot spacing. And it's yeah. like, there is a maximum amount of pump energy that can be put into a six foot spacing. And then when you go mm. to like these world venues and they have like eight foot spacings and these guys are cranking high amounts of energy in their pumps mm-hmm. and speeding ahead of you because you mm-hmm. weren't, practicing that yeah it becomes sort of a problem in fact like only during the races did i figure out how to crank out that extra energy just by pure adrenaline and once i like unlocked that feeling i was like okay i need to start setting more courses that feel like this yeah so just a lot of like looking at just over and over and over again looking at videos of um the races against people i've been racing against and seeing where they speed up on me and where i lose speed and then probably setting courses that look similar to that and trying to figure it out. And I could explain a couple of those, but, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the hardest things at races to adjust for mm-hmm. is the type of courses people set. You'll, you'll never be ready for anyone's course. Uh, you can kind of, you kind of know some of the course setters tendencies and, the spacings and stuff. But that is one thing in slalom that I love, like showing up at practice the day of races and finding out how difficult the course is. Why did they do this weird cone over here? And it's, mm-hmm. it's so it, that's one of the funnest things about slalom. Um, yeah, for but sure. it's something that you can try to practice for, but you'll never mm-hmm. have it 100% down. Cause they always want to throw you off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And it is, it is one of the cool things that's like in so many other sports are always played on, you know, the same playing field. Like you always know how far a football field is or whatever, but you know, mm-hmm. you go to different places and it's different courses, different hills, different asphalt, like every, everywhere you go is completely different. So it really, yeah, it's something that's really cool and unique about slalom and, I think that that's, you know, also what I think it really makes an amazing racer in my mind is somebody where it's like you can adapt on the fly and no matter what course you're on, you're going to, you know, you're skating at the same level. I think that that's really a huge thing for great skaters. Um, Yeah. And even sports that are very close to slalom skateboarding, like downhill skating. Mm-hmm. You you have 
the runs are the road. So like people know what to expect, even if you haven't uh, raced it before you can watch videos and figure it out. And also like slalom skiing and slalom snowboarding. Typically the mountains have predetermined courses that they know like where the flags are going to be in the snow. So it's even the things that are very close to slalom skateboarding are still not as strategizing and like adaptive as what we do. So yeah, it's really cool. I I like that. you brought that up. That's what I think is really cool too, is that like you can beat people who are definitely faster and stronger than you. If you just pick the most efficient pump for each pump, each cone, because like these people like archers, petter toms, if it's straight tight is they probably smoke me maybe, you know, or like Mm -hmm. that's how it feels to me. But I think like I'm, I'm think they're stronger than me, but I think I can figure out some more optimal ways to do the pump sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, so you, uh, this year, not only are you going to world skate games to represent the U S but so is your brother, uh, ocean Lehrman is on the USA team. Um, just curious, like, you know, what what that feeling is like like being able to go again with with your brother um and just kind of overall the um just sort of experience and how that helped you growing up having your dad and your brother both involved with slalom me and josh obviously my dad and brother were involved in slalom josh his sister sarah's going on team usa as well and uh, his dad has been involved in Slalom, so we all kind of have that connection. Um, you know, so yeah, I guess, you know, what what was that like kind of growing up and what is it like having him on the team and Yeah, for sure. Um I think growing up skating with my dad and my brother, my dad always had our best interests in his mind in mind. And same with Lynn, so we've been kind of maybe even babied growing up in the sport, like always having our steps being set up by Lynn and my dad. I had like no idea what even anything meant on my board until maybe like four years ago. So it's, it was nice in that aspect. And then it's also nice to have people to skate with like all the time. Um, I think another, another sort of dynamic growing up with um skating with them was i was always slower than my brother and my dad for a long long time it was kind of hard to keep sometimes it was kind of hard to keep morale growing up in the sport because i was always getting beat by my brother i never even had a junior world title i didn't even get my chance (laughs) but you know and then getting you know yeah and then and then also just yeah, it was, it was rare that I would be able to beat anyone until maybe I was like 15. So I think, but having that community there, community there supporting you and even being the youngest one on the hill is kind of like a fun thing to do because people are always kind of like, oh, there's the short ass kid <laughs> you know, doing GS down Loretta Hill. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, but also like everybody is stoked to watch the juniors go. because like it's mind-blowing some of the hills that we race and so like as soon as the juniors go everybody's like oh watch out yeah (laughs) they're they're going fast so it's (laughs) really nice yeah and then it's fun oh good yeah yeah and then also like i remember the first adult i bet beat was actually um 
Chris Favaro in St. Louis. And I remember him saying on Facebook that like, we're going to murk the Cali boys. And I, you know, I was like, my dad was getting really angry about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then to go there and to beat like him and not, you know, that was awesome. That was like one of my high points when I was younger. Anyways, but yeah, having my brother by my side all the time is nice, you know, to have someone to compare to, to be competitive with. Um, and then going to, it also brings us closer together as brothers. Like the mo- some of the most camaraderie me and my brother have ever had was just like leading up to this previous worlds. And um, to be able to go to Rome with him and hopefully my family can come along. But I just really want me and him to just do as well as we can. Um, yeah. Just want us to push each other. Yeah, that's why I set up that, you know, that... Joe Mac mm-hmm. board with the rogues for him for Christmas. Cause I'm just like, I'm just trying to get him faster, trying to get him into the same place that I am. But yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you guys are able to push each other. Um, and I'm sure like you guys help each other out with kind of, like you said, setups, but also some, some technique stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then just to kind of comment on what you said previously. Yeah. I think, we both can relate to the junior struggle. Uh, you always want to beat the adults as well. Cause there's a ton in the adult class. So yeah. you're constantly racing them. Um, but you know, I, I was underweight that that's just the struggle with juniors. Um, yeah. and it is a gravity sport. And so that's, uh, a very difficult thing to, to deal with while you're a junior. But, um, now we can kind of, push with a little more power with muscle and everything like that. So mm-hmm. um, that's on our side in the adult class. Yeah. So we, we just talked about your, your family and brother and stuff. Is there anybody um, outside of that, that motivates you and inspires you in your skating um, either within the solemn world or just in general? I think within the solemn world, like growing up, everyone has like their own memory of, the situation I'm going to explain growing up in song and it's like seeing Joe race the finals against someone and beat them. Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel like everyone has that similar experience because we all, we all got into song through a certain race and then we saw someone race the finals and we're like, Oh, that's like, that is what, you know, I felt like the pinnacle of solemn skateboarding. Just like I was, I was young. I was maybe like fourteen mm-hmm. years old. It, it just shows you what level it can be taken to. So I think even when I was just seeing him at Loretta Street, I would see the way he pumps. How many world titles do you have? Eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might have might have had like five back then. But like from my point of view, it was like this adult that was just racing really fast and had world titles. I was like, okay, that's the guy to look at. I didn't have anyone else really to look at other than to like, maybe, you know, I see how fast Richie was. It was insane. Mm -hmm. Also Lynn. And then I don't think, I don't know if I ever saw any European people until Texas. And even then you were beating them. So it was like, so yeah, there was, that that is who I looked up to was Joe right here was like for Psalm skateboarding. I, I was trying to imitate his pump 
I've been trying mm. to figure out like what he's been doing for like, I mean, how old am I now? 23. It's been like a decade of trying to figure out what he's doing because it, and I can't believe I've kind of figured it out. <laughs> I I still don't know. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know either. So. <laughs> if, if either of you guys figure it out, let me know too. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a couple ideas, but yeah, it's like I I like I couldn't figure out what he was doing. It just for so long, and yeah, Joe's the guy I looked up to in the sport, and I always thought like. I always thought like, when am I ever going to be able to like race him? It felt like never like, or I've raced Mm -hmm. you before, but like race you on your level. Mm -hmm. It felt like, cause I've raced you like at pump station when I was like 15 and then even like 2019 nationals, but it was like, I wasn't there yet. But so Mm -hmm. yeah, Joe was like in the slalom world for sure. I don't even, and then there's also Lynn for sure. You know, just like, seeing her and the way that she takes care of her fitness and the way that she just stays consistent. There was like, there'd be no, there's be no way I'm at where I'm at today. If she wasn't like in my vicinity and also my friend, because like, I feels like some people don't have that community. It becomes really hard for them to keep up. And then for me, it was like an easy She's just always there. Even if I wanted to give up, she'd be there. So I was like, mm-hmm. either I show up or I don't. So you always had someone to be there. And um, she was always taking interest in my equipment. Or or I'm just seeing what she's doing and just trying to, like, understand, you know, why she's at a certain level. Mm-hmm. So, and then who, like, better than, like, the two, like, greatest of all time in the sport to be like to be looking up to you know it's nice to have them on our on our turf um and then outside of like outside of the skateboarding it'd probably just be kelly slater 11 time world champion and surfing i'm really into Mm -hmm. surfing and i don't you know he's perfectly rated he's not he's not overrated he's got he's he's the goat for a reason so to see him take care of his fitness and stuff and to still be able to like surf at the level it is and he's like 50 years old it's like it inspires me to take care of my nutrition my body i stretch before i go to bed and like just trying to stay up with that stuff i'm just like not only am i trying to be the best me i'm trying to like do this stuff forever so Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) yeah those are great answers um Mm -hmm. yeah i think obviously a lot of people in slalom look up to Joe. Um, I, I did until he started beating me. Um, but you know, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, you, you, and you finally, uh, with Texas, like we were saying first overall, you did beat Joe. Um, so what was that kind of feeling like as they like called your name up to the awards? Like you, you beat Joe McLaren. I think um, before I touch on how it felt to beat him, I want to talk about how it felt before. <laughs> yeah, before. You know, like um, walking up that ramp. I don't think I've ever been like more freaked out in my life, man. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, even going against Giannis Argentina, is it's not the same. And of course, he's one of the greatest, but it's not the same as going against Joe. So. 
that was scary. And then to, um, yeah, to beat him at Texas, I was like, I think I like, um, when I won the event, I think I cried going up the hill because it was like, um, how it felt just in general was that like I've been doing something right this year, <laughs> like something I was, um, yeah, it was like confirmation that I had been doing the right thing and I like it wasn't for nothing because I wasn't sure where I was at. <laughs> so it was nice to. And then, so yeah, I was just I think I was just excited that like his back was better and that I could race him more after that. I'm just like, yep. how many more? You know, I want to keep doing it. You know, yep. I want to yeah. race everyone. For sure. Well, thank you for all of those kind words that, you know, obviously it means, it means a lot to me and, you know, I'm really, you know, taken back by that. And it's, um, I love seeing, you know, sort of the newer generation that's sort of coming up like yourself and, you know, some of the other younger pros that are sort of coming up through the ranks, both in the U.S. and worldwide and, you know, being able to know that I made at least a little bit of an impact on any of you guys means means a ton to me, and I love seeing that. And you know, and it's really cool for me too. You know, now seeing now seeing you and being able to you know we we work together a little bit on you know some different training and coaching type stuff. Um, me and Orion, and you know, being able to to give back and be in that position, and then see you come up and to see you beat beat me was super cool for me and you know it was really seeing you two in the in the finals at at worlds this last year was just such a cool feeling for me it's like you know almost like passing the torch down and um i actually you know shed a little bit of a tear when i saw you go forward to the finals i was like wow this is <laughs> This is really cool. Hey, man, um, you're still so, holding the torch, bro. You're with <laughs> us, man. Come on. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I, yeah. I, used, I I still at least have, like, at least a finger on the torch. I used to be <laughs> holding it. Now I just, you know. Hey, we're all holding it together. Just have a little finger on it. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's it's cool. And, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I appreciated that Gatorade on the way up, man. <laughs> I was so in yeah. the zone, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So looking forward to to Rome, what are you kind of looking forward to the most, whether that's, you know, something in particular with the with the skating, something, you know, like a particular food or sightseeing or something like that? What are just some things that you're kind of looking forward to that trip? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I've never been to Europe before, so it's going to be my first time going there. Um, so I don't even know what to expect. I haven't done my research yet. Like I should probably be looking into things. <laughs> I kind of like show up to these races and the only thing that's on my mind is actually racing though. Unfortunately, like mm -hmm. I probably should be looking into more things and I'm, I'm going to try to make an effort this time. But in my mind, I'm not even thinking about what's in Rome. I'm only thinking about the racing at this moment. Um, so I think I'm just excited to like, I'm excited for everyone to show up to Rome. It felt like some people didn't show up to Argentina for random reasons. They weren't sure how it's going to go. 
And I, even I wasn't even, I had no idea what it was going into Argentina. I kind of uh, competed in Oregon trying to qualify on a whim. I was just like, I think I can do it, so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be how f- freaking cool it was. So I think what I'm excited about most is um going there and everyone had their chance to see it on the live stream. So everyone that wants to go is going. And I think for, I just hope that the level is higher than it's ever been before because I want to go against the best people in the world. And I want to like really see where I am at. And I'm excited. I think the other thing I'm excited about is just like the same thing. It's just hopefully a repeat of Argentina with the camaraderie among the teammates is just so much fun to be able to go see, like to travel around the city and go experience new things with your friends because you know these people we see even if we live far away from each other you know they're they're the homies you know so yeah for sure yeah i i would totally recommend like i totally get the mindset of focus on the racing (laughs) and you don't want too much especially like (laughs) when you get over to italy you want to be just zoned in until Mm -hmm. the racing's done um, but I do recommend try to try to look up some things and stay a few few days after and kind of see some of the big cities at least like Rome oh, for sure Vienna. like yeah. I I'm planning to do that and that's I I have a little uh, Italian book that I've started reading and stuff mm-hmm. so um, hopefully that helps I'm not really great at learning <laughs> new languages but we'll see mm-hmm. um, but yeah that that'd be super cool and yeah you said something earlier about like an us versus them type of thing that you you guys got in the mindset when you guys went to argentina and um i feel like that's really good for a team like you don't want to keep that mindset obviously but like Mm -hmm. it's a really good mindset to have as a team it kind of pulls everybody together uh and almost has like a, a full team effort to uplift each racer um just uh morality wise yeah um so I, I think that's great and i think we're gonna have a pretty big team this time so um i'm excited to to see how everybody uh sticks together and kind of does that and helps one another with like you know the camaraderie among the u.s it's also i don't know if i've touched on this but it's also really freaking cool to see japan and australia and see like mm-hmm. Oh man, dude. I'm like, I still message like the Japanese, like skaters today. And like, mm-hmm. just on Instagram, they're asking me for like advice or we just want to talk about skateboarding. Like I had Ryusei reach out to me after he saw how I did at Worlds and asked me, how could I get faster? And I was like, I don't, I'm pretty young and you know, I'm still kind of fresh, but I'll tell you what I know, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. I just honestly, even just, just camaraderie among us, I'm also just, I don't care. I just want the fat. I want everyone to be fast. So yeah. like a camaraderie among all slalom skateboarders when we go there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I want everyone to do their best because I don't want to be, you know, I mean, I want to win, but I also want to win when everyone's doing well, you know? <laughs> so Right. right. Uh, yeah, no, that I think that's really cool. And yeah, I think that sort of camaraderie and sort of team mentality for world skate games and team USA is, really cool especially in such a sort of individual sport you know it's it's not really something where we have much of like that team aspect and really 
you know, helping each other outside of our own, you know, little crews that we, you know, generally travel with or skate with on more of a daily basis. It's really kind of a little bit more of an individual thing. So I think that's something that's really unique about that in our sport going to world skate games. And, um, you know, I, what, what was it like and what does it mean to you from that sort of standpoint to represent your country? That must be, you know, a pretty cool feeling. I know it is for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's kind of awesome because to represent your country, you talk to like, it's so cool to be able to tell your friends and your family what you're doing. Like you're going to the world skate games to represent the USA. And, um, it's hard to put it into words, but you know, I, I think everyone can kind of tell just by your emotion and sort of speechlessness, how much it means to you. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to, to put into words. I know, you know, obviously I, wasn't able to actually go to world skate games last year, but I was still on team USA and, you know, still had that feeling and have that feeling now. And yeah, I, it is, it's something that's, it's hard to put into words, but it uh, means a lot. Yeah. It's, it's cool because like, as I'm competing there, it feels like, um, I'm doing it for everyone back home. I don't know. It's like, I'm yeah. right. It's like bigger than, <laughs> yeah, it's bigger than, bigger me. than yeah. just yourself. Yeah. 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 Thank you for joining us today, Orion. It was great talking with you. It's awesome to see, you know, just your progression and just seeing you kind of really make make a real name for yourself, you know, as one of the top skaters in the world. And um, we're looking forward to having you represent the U.S. and looking forward to a great um, season in 2024 and a great showing at uh, World Skate Games in Rome. So, um yeah, we're we're super excited, stoked to have you, and yeah, thanks thanks for having me on. It was awesome. I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah, skateboard it was, therapy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll rename the, rename the <laughs> show serious. skateboard therapy. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no, but th- thank you. It was our pleasure. So, yeah, um, yeah. Um, and if. If anybody wants to um, support o- Orion, support Team USA, or support USA Slalom Skateboarding as an organization, or just learn more about Slalom and what we have going on, uh, please visit usaslalomskateboarding.com. USA Slalom Skateboarding Inc. is a 501c3 organization. Um, all donations are tax deductible, absent of any limitations on deductibility applicable to a particular taxpayer. So please go to usaslumpskateboarding.com, support Team USA, support Orion, and thank you.